See, I didn't know anything about the will of God. I didn't know anything about what to do or not. I didn't know there were Bible college or anything like that. I got a wife and two kids sitting in the house. And I'd lay there and I'd just talk to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I know I'm going to be before you one of these days. I'd heard about the judgment seat of Christ. I said, Lord, when I get to heaven, don't point your finger at me. And say, Yankee, why didn't you do with your life what I wanted you to? I, just, I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I didn't know that he had a will. Well, I, I didn't know. I said, Lord, don't you do that to me. I says, there can't be another person on the face of this earth that wants to serve you more than I do, but I don't know what to do. Now, of course, there's probably millions of people saying the same thing to the Lord that I was saying to the Lord. Because down deep inside, I didn't have a desire to live. I, didn't, I said, Lord, if you can't speak my language, you can't talk to me, then I don't want to live. There was nothing wrong with my wife. There was nothing wrong with my kids. There was nothing wrong with my job. There was just this deep hunger burning inside of me, and I couldn't stand it, eating me up. And I'd go in the house, and I'd sit down, and I'd just throw the Bible open. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. All I saw was just words all over the place. And then I wound up landing the 119th Psalm. How will all shall a young man cleanse his way, taking heed according to thy word? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a light unto my feet, lamp unto my path, and so on. And the entrance of thy word give a light. And I begin to read. I can't know the will of God without knowing the word of God. And I begin to read and read a little bit here and a little bit there. Finally, one day, some valiant man told me, he says, you need to go to Bible college. I said, what's that? You, you'll be a Bible? I had no clue. But I'm so glad because, see, God in heaven wanted to talk to me a lot more than I wanted to talk to him. But I didn't know that. You see, now, after 56 years of reading and studying the Bible, I have put God's word in my mind. And believe it or not, as I go through life, as I walk up and down the streets, and as I do anything that I do, God is always talking to me. I hear the voice of God. Because, you see, the voice of God is the word of God. God took his voice and recorded it and gave it to us on a DVD or a CD or put it down in paper. The mind of God. So you and I can read and hear the voice of God. So that's why God wants you to come and study God's Word. Because he, he wants to talk to you. He wants to walk with you through life. And there's a lot of things going to happen in life. And you're going to want God to tell you what to do and how to get it done. You see, there isn't anything going to face you in life God hasn't already voiced his opinion on. So you study the voice of God, and it'll help you tremendously. Look at page three. Page three. Top of the page. If it meant that you had to follow the Lord in your life in order to go to heaven, well then... Why would he tell them in Mark chapter 5, verse 37, he permitted or suffered no man to follow him except Peter, James, and John. Those are the only three he gets to go to heaven. Because he didn't permit anybody else to follow him. See there? So they're the only ones he gets to go to? No. You know that this is context talking about service. You see, you trust Christ as your Savior because you heard his voice. He told you how to get saved. You listened to it. When it comes to service, God's going to tell you what he wants to, you to do with your life. Every day of your life, keep listening to the voice of God. Now I have some people call me up and say, I heard voices. 
I don't think we're, on, we're not talking about the same kind of voices. Now, you can have voices, and they got voices in their head. You'd be surprised how many people I've had tell me all kinds of things that God told them. Voices in the mind. And they'll tell me what the voices said. And I says, God didn't say that. God didn't say that. So how do you know that? Because I know the voice of God. That's not his voice. There's a lot of preachers telling people what to do. And saying, God said. No, that's, that's not his voice. I know his voice. Remember he says, they know my voice. They know my voice. Study the word of God where you know the voice of God. And you can separate it from those that are false teaching. Got error in their teaching. But see, if you don't learn the Word of God, you can't detect other voices. And you may not see that something's wrong with those. But study the voice of God. I want you to take your Bible and look in the book of John, chapter 1. The book of John, Gospel of John, chapter 1. And look in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word. Christ came into the world, and He was the voice of God. Remember, they asked John the Baptist, Who are you? He said, I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I'm the voice. But Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Word. Now, you look there in verse 14, where it says, And the Word, or the voice, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 11 and 12 says this, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Now, when you want to have eternal life, listen to His voice. What did He say? He says, believe on Him. And you'll have eternal life. Follow the voice. What did the voice tell you to do? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Follow the voice. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Follow the voice. Listen to what he says. Follow that. My sheep hear my voice. I heard. Follow the voice. What did the voice tell you to do on how to get to heaven? The voice of God, never told anybody to earn their salvation. That's not his voice. He didn't say that. I know the voice of God. I know the word of God. God never told anybody to try to be good to go to heaven, give money to go to heaven, join a church to go to heaven, keep the Ten Commandments to go to heaven. God never told anybody to do that. Because I've heard the voice of God. I know the voice of God. I know the word. This is God's voice. And if you study it, you'll find out he speaks on every issue concerning man. Everything that you and I need to know, he tells us. Some secret things belongeth unto the Lord. Now, I'll get a list of all of that when I get to heaven, because I have an inquiring mind and I want to know. But now notice also, in bold, right there in the middle of your page, regarding salvation, having eternal life. Follow the voice. Without looking at all of these verses in the Bible, I want you to just to look there in your notes. First one is John 1, 23. Who are you? I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. That was John the Baptist. 
And what did he tell the people to do? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hey, the Messiah is coming. And then when Jesus comes by, behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Did, did you hear? Did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You see, a lot of people go to church all their life. They hear words. But they don't listen to it as this is the Word of God. This is what God says. And there's people who can't believe that God couldn't have meant that it was totally, totally free, so they've got to add something to it. And yet the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saves us. Yes, I do want you to see this. Look in John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John chapter 4 and verse 41. We know the woman at the well. In chapter 4, Jesus was thirsty and he stopped at the well and says, give me some water to drink. She says, you're a Jew. Why do you ask drink of me, which a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus says, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, give me to drink, you would have asked, and I would have given thee living water. She heard. She believed. Then she runs into the city, tells the men. They all come running out. So in verse 40, and when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own, what's that word? Word. Because of his word, they believed. They believed. They heard the word. And then in verse 42, and said unto the woman, now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves. No, this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. We heard him. They saw him. They believed. So you see, if you hear what he says, and John chapter 10, in context of the whole book of John, is the setting for learning about the Word who came into this world. Did you hear the voice? Did you hear the voice of God? You see, the gospel of John is, the, is, is God's heaven track. This is the heaven track that we go around passing out. This voice. When we do the heaven track, we put the voice of God on there. Because we want God to speak this to the people. We want Him to hear this. That's why He says in the book of 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2 and verse 14, He called us by our gospel. So with the gospel is how He calls. And He calls, and He wants you to follow the voice to the Savior. It's to draw you to him so that you and I could understand this. It's the best news in the world. I love this verse. John chapter 5 and verse 24. Look at this. John chapter 5 and verse 24. Look at verse 24 and it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that, you want to underline this, heareth my word and believeth. You see, you hear the word and then you believe what the Word says. Now, if you hear it and understand it, he says, as he does here, 
hath everlasting life. Now, you do not see the word in here. Follow, 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 follow. But isn't that what you're doing? You're not committing yourself to a lifestyle. Remember this, trusting Christ as your Savior is a decision to trust, not a commitment to serve. Most churches are telling people you have to commit yourself to serve. No, it is a decision to trust. I'm trusting Christ to take me to heaven. I am not committing my life to serve him to get to heaven. Because one will get me there and one will not. By faith and faith alone in Christ is the only way you and I can have eternal life. So he says here that you have eternal life. John chapter 10, verse 27 and 28 cannot contradict this verse. It cannot contradict John 6, 47. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Can't contradict it. Let's just talk about something else. But I believe it's saying the same thing. And I'll show you this in just a second. Notice what else he says here hath everlasting life, and shall not in the future come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. That very moment. The moment you believe, you have been given eternal life as a free gift. John 6, verse 63. Verse 63. He says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. Get this. The words, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So he gives you the word of God. That's the voice. Listen to what he said. How does God tell us how to have eternal life? Does he tell us to earn it, work for it, commit my life to get it? Or does he say, just believe, believe, trust him? So that day I trusted Christ as my Savior 56 years ago, God gave me that very day, that very moment, the free gift of everlasting life, and He can never take it away from me. I can never lose it because He gave it to me by grace. Grace means without works. So works didn't give it, and works can't take it away. Bad works. I'm not secured because of how I live. I'm secure in what Christ did on the cross for me. I serve Him, and I'll serve Him to the day I die. At least that's my plan, my goal. So yes, I've given him all my 20s. I gave him all my 30s. I gave him all my 40s. Gave him all my 50s. Gave him all my 60s. Now I'm halfway through my 70s. But I haven't done any of that to be saved. I haven't done any of that to keep saved. I haven't done any of that to prove I'm saved. I just don't want people to go to hell. I think they can have eternal life if they'll simply believe on what Christ did on the cross for them. So important. Now look at this. Back here at the bottom of your page. We have, right in the middle of it, John 6, 64, some followed and were not believers. Does it say, follow me and I will give you eternal life? No. He says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Because he is very clear when he's talking about service. You can understand that. Now, look in the middle of the page where it's nice and bold. Some ask what works they might do to please God. Jesus answered, Hear the voice of God. This is what he said. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God. You believe on him whom he hath sent. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear the voice? Did you hear what he said? If you want to have eternal life, believe what he said. 
You heard the word, believe the voice. Now, right in the middle, acknowledge that the purpose of the gospel of John is stated. He tells you why this book was written. And he says, and many other signs truly did Jesus. In the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book. But he did say this. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing, you may have life through his name. You have life through his name. Did you hear how you get eternal life? Through him. There is no one else. Do you hear what he says? Do you hear the voice? And yet there's people that will try to take and twist the word of God to where it cannot save. Because it causes a person to put confidence in their works or their lifestyle. Because, okay, I committed myself to go to church and committed myself to give money and to, to do right and to pay my bills, to love my wife, to love me. All those are good. But don't put your confidence in that to get you to heaven. You can't put glory in anything other than Christ. And why is it by grace? That no flesh should glory in his presence. Not of works lest any man should glory. No man gets any credit for his salvation. None. Christ gets it all, and you get none. I was saved not because of any good deed I did. Christ died for me. That's how I know I'm going to heaven. I don't have any sins to pay for. That was the best news I ever heard in my life. Why did he pay for my sins? Because he didn't want me to do it. Why did he pay for your sins? Because he doesn't want you to do it. Well, how many of my sins did he pay for? All those up to the time I believe? Or all of them? All my sins. 2,000 years ago, best thing that ever happened to me. Look at page 4. Regarding salvation. Number 6. Follow the voice. I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one can take away, take him away from me. Did you hear what he says? Those who believe are secure in his hand. Some who are trying to follow are trying to hold on to the hand of God. Remember the little illustration? Trying to hang on to God. And think they're saved. They're going to heaven because they're living a good life. But their salvation depends upon them being strong enough to hang on. No. These are the people who believe you can lose your salvation. And they believe they're saved because they're enduring and they're persevering in the faith. No, I'm not persevering in anything. You see, I trusted him. He promised to save me. I'm going to heaven because he said he'll never cast me out. He said he would never lose me. He said nobody can ever take him out of his hand. Nobody. No man. You can't get out of there. I trusted him 56 years ago to take me to heaven and go to heaven. I'm going. And he can't change his mind. He cannot annul it. And I can't touch it. I can't do anything with it. So I trusted him to save me. And he's going to do his job. And I believe that. Look down at number seven. Regarding service, you follow the voice. Matthew 4, 19, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. That's for service. 1624, then said Jesus unto his disciple, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. But you see, this is not to be saved. This is what God wants his children to do. See, I heard his voice and I came to Christ. Now Christ wants to lead and guide me and wants me to follow him in my life. 
So for the last 56 years, I want to follow the Lord. Wherever He wants to lead me, wherever He wants to guide me, whatever He wants to bring, I'm yours, Lord. There's a song that I heard years ago. Oh, it was a pretty song. If I could sing good, I'd sing it. But it just goes like, There's a voice calling me From an old rugged tree And he whispers, Draw closer to me Leave this world far behind There are new heights to climb And a new life And me you will find Anybody ever heard that song before? Bob Brooks. One person in all this room. I'm going to sing it for you one of these days. But Bob Brooks knows that he ought to sing it for you one of these days. But there's a voice calling me. And see, when you read and study the Word of God, there's a voice that can follow you all the days of life. And God can speak to you and lead you. But see, He doesn't speak to you contrary to His Word. The Holy Spirit is holy. He'll never lead you the wrong direction. He always leads you through the Scriptures to enlighten your mind, to make you ever aware of His presence. Do you realize, you and I, we are the temple of God. God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of us. Therefore, we should live a holy life, a godly life. Why? Because the Word says to do that. Let me give you this last one because this is so important. Look down at the bottom of your page. Right at the bottom. When he speaks of service, the distinction is clearly made. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man... See that word? Serve me. Let him do what? Follow me. You see, there's things that God says in His Word about how to be saved. Follow that. There's things that God says about serving God. Listen to Him. And serve Him. Listen to His voice. Obey His voice. Now, you might get all over some people who never served the Lord the way they should have. But see, you're not responsible for them. You're responsible for you. Are you serving God? Are you walking with the Lord the way God wants you to? It's the most important thing you could ever do. The greatest thing in all the world. And notice down at the bottom, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my Father honor. See, this isn't for salvation. It's still in the book of John. But John lets us know how to have the gift of eternal life. And then he says, if you'll serve me after you're saved, him will my Father honor. Do you want God to save you? Then you have to trust Christ as your Savior. If when you get to heaven or for the blessings of life now, well, then you serve the Lord. So I trusted Christ to take me to heaven, but I'm not there yet. Now, getting me there, that's his job. If I serve him here, he will bless my life and reward me when I get to heaven. But if I don't serve him, it does not annul my destination. 
I'm still going there because it depends on Him. I may not have the rewards that I want, and I may not be able to have the blessings that I could have had because I did not follow the voice. I didn't obey His Word. That's why it's so important. Look up here again. You and me, sin, we're all in the same boat. But God so loved the world. He hates our sin, but He loves us. But you see, we can't go to heaven with sin. The wage of sin is death, so we're all condemned. But God loves us, wants us to go to heaven, and we have to be perfect, and none of us are perfect. Nobody's righteous. We're all guilty. We all have to die. But God loves us, wants us to go to heaven. He says you cannot earn eternal life. If you could, Christ didn't have to die. But he came into this world, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He had no sin. He didn't have to die. But our sins separates us. I can't get to God. He can't get to me. This enmity between us. But God the Father loved us so much. So the Son came. And in John 14, 31, he says, That the world may know that I love the Father. That's why I'm going to do this. So he took the sins of the whole world, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead, and said that if we would believe he did it for us, he would put the payment to our account. See, Jesus Christ is the payment. The scars in his hands and his feet is proof. This is a living proof of payment. This is my receipt. I have an eternal receipt as the payment for my sins made in full. It is finished. That's why I can't go to hell today or any time in the future. I have a proof of payment. Christ. Would you trust Him? If you will, God will save you, give you eternal life. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, Maybe you've heard a lot of things. But could you hear the voice of God this morning telling you that He loves you, that He wants to save you, wants to give you eternal life? Would you trust Him? Would you accept Jesus Christ as your only hope of going to heaven? He loves you so much. Don't reject His love. If you want to have eternal life and go to heaven, there is no option B. There's only one way. And I pray that you'll trust Christ as your Savior. I'm going to ask you in just a moment not to stand up, not to sign a card, not to give anything. I wouldn't embarrass you for anything in the world, but right where you're sitting, said, Preacher, that made sense to me. And I will accept Jesus Christ right now as my Savior. Friend, I pray that you will. And I'd like to have prayer for you. Would you just slip your hand up very quickly and put it down and say, Yes, that made sense to me, and I will trust Christ as my Savior right now. Would you slip your hand up very quickly? Is there anyone at all? Anyone at all? If you've already trusted Christ as Savior, you have eternal life. So let me change it just a little bit. You've trusted Christ as your Savior. Now you're God's child. You're going to heaven when you die. Do you have an ear to hear? That's why he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Do you want to hear the voice of God? Do you want God to speak to you? Do you study his word? Do you apply it? I pray that you'll do what God wants you to do with your life. Our Father, we thank you so much for this time together. Bless each one. And Father, those that are watching by internet, we pray that 
they would understand and trust you as Savior, that is the step they need to take. But now we ask your blessings upon the communion service in Christ's name. Amen.